Hello, hello. This is the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I am your host, Amy. This podcast is based around relevant and completely irrelevant topics. Sometimes the deep and meaningful and other times pretty meaningless topics. There are way too many negative vibes in the universe. So let's hang out together and spread aesthetic vibes. Today's episode. Today we are going to tackle cancel culture. This is going to be a multiple part series because cancel culture is a very regular term that's being used in today's society. I want to be able to bring to you some stories of cancel culture that are relevant as a talking point for us to consider the concept cancel culture. Okay, so let's just get straight into it. Let's go. Cancel culture is a recent term that is being used quite frequently. Ideally, cancel culture refers to ostracizing someone or an organization. Usually this is online or within social media. This is where someone does something or says something and then people as a collective make a decision to boycott that person or organisation. Cancel culture is boycotting. It's the removal of or cancelling someone, an organisation, a product, a brand, really anything (laughs) that the community or group disapproves of or finds offensive, can be anything. Cancelling someone is usually unfollowing them on social media and YouTube, speaking out against them and holding them to account for whatever words or actions they have done. People have been cancelled for many different things. Some of the most common are racial or homophobic slurs online, but can be a lot more severe. In a lot of cases, People have used slurs in the past and then these words later surface in their career and then they're asked to explain themselves on maybe a view that they held several years ago, causing what is known as cancel culture. Cancel culture is used as a teaching moment. It pushes the person to consider the consequences of their actions or words. It exposes the person or organisation It also hopefully gets the individual to think before they speak and it holds people accountable to a certain degree. What happens when someone's cancelled? Okay, they're going to lose followers, subscribers, brand deals. Uh, They're going to have a lot of hate comments probably. Absolutely everything and anything that can impact the longevity of their career. However, (laughs) this is where the however pops in. In a lot of instances... Cancel culture is simply temporary. If you look into most people who've been cancelled by society, there is usually a period where they've been cancelled and then strangely, society forgets they're cancelled and then we go back to how it was. So it's short term. An important question is, is cancel culture a good way to manage individuals and their inappropriateness? 
A lot of people believe cancel culture is in fact mob mentality and can be a form of bullying, making the personal organisation feel ostracised, socially isolated and lonely. Cancel culture can allow wrongs to be highlighted and future behaviours to be changed. In a lot of instances after someone is cancelled, they will release a statement, a video, whatever it might be, um, addressing the issues and providing a formal apology. The apologies all kind of follow the same format and feel extremely scripted and in most cases (laughs) supported by tears. You'll see a lot of crying in these apology videos. I basically stopped watching them because they follow the same format. Uh, so <laughs> as soon as I see apology video, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know what they're about to say. <laughs> Move on. In my opinion, cancel culture is pretty useless. What I've seen is most people canceled come back from the dead rather fast. And as a collective, we seem to forget those indiscretions. While it can be a tool to highlight issues, it seems pretty momentary. Actually ending someone's career through the power of public backlash is extremely difficult, with very few experiencing career-ending repercussions. Okay, so let's actually talk about some people that have been cancelled. Let's start out with probably the biggest cancelled of late, um, and probably the most tragic, Travis Scott. So on the 5th of November in 2021, Travis Scott held a concert, uh, which he usually has Astro World concerts, which have the big face that you walk through into the event. Um, so this was in Houston. The concert held 50,000 in gated areas. So basically they were like small pens and there were walkways in between the pens and then a big walkway down the middle. But people were kind of packed into these pens, which had gates around them. So everything starts out normal. Around 9.40 p.m.-ish, the first reports of issues began to surface. People in the crowds began asking for help and trying to have the show paused while the crowds were calmed down. Due to the volume of people in these pens, people began pushing and shoving, trying to get air or just a fresh breath. However, people claimed that within the pens, people started falling to the ground and the crushing started happening. People started panicking and then they began trampling the people who'd fallen. Unfortunately, as people fell, they took down more people with them, causing a domino effect. The crowds were packed so tightly, people became compressed and started to experience asphyxia. So as people fell, many started passing out due to being unable to take a breath. A lot of people reported having to hold their hands and arms above their heads in order to move or attempt to move. But once their arms were stretched out above their heads, they were unable to pull them back down beside their bodies, which meant that their ribs were being crushed. People started yelling to have the concert paused. However, their cries were ignored. There is footage of concert goers, particularly one getting up on the stage and screaming, stop the show, stop the show, people are dying. Travis Scott's response to this was, you know what you came here for, and the show continued. Panic soon ensued. People were trying to run for safety without any luck. People were becoming crushed, passing out, or worse. 300 people were injured with 10 people dying. 
Victims ranged from 9 years old to 23 years old. Even more concerning, Kylie Jenner was at the event and she took video footage of the concert, including ambulances that were desperately trying to navigate their way to people who needed help. Travis claims to have been completely unaware of the state of the situation, which becomes hard to believe when you see other artists stopping shows when they have the slightest, smallest issues in the crowd. According to other performers, you have a bird's eye view from the stage. You can see everything. So video footage surfaced showing ambulances and paramedics desperately trying to reach victims. People were being, um, people that were passed out were actually being handed over barriers, passed out in an effort to try to get them some air. So absolutely tragic, absolutely horrific. Um, but what happened in the aftermath, highly unusual. So Travis in form, <laughs> in true form, issued a statement where he appeared to be distressed and pleaded ignorance. For a period of time after the events, people started, and I use inverted commas in the air, cancelling Travis Scott due to this event. They stopped listening to his music, they unfollowed him from social media platforms, and there was just public outrage. Venues who had booked him for concerts soon started cancelling his shows and replacing him with other performers. Looking at Travis's following, there was a divide between people claiming he didn't know what happened and belief in the fact that he was unaware versus those who believed he knew and just didn't care. Travis stopped posting on his socials. However, about a month after the event, posted for the first time on Instagram. I actually went to look at the post because I was quite surprised to see a post so soon after. It had nothing to do with the concert. It was just a promotional photo. Then I decided to go to the comments. The comments were heavily divided. There was a lot of hate and people saying, oh, well, he seems to have forgotten what happened, you know, a month ago versus an awful lot of, oh, we're so glad to see you back, leaving me completely puzzled. A month after this tragic event, people saying, we're so glad to have you back. No, inappropriate. So for a period of time, Travis was cancelled. However, six months later, he is in fact back to performing and living his life normally. How cancelled was he and how cancelled is he? I am sure he still has haters out there, but for the most part, everyone's moved on. He's back to life as normal. Perfect example of how cancel culture actually works. Let's shift gears. Uh, let's consider a social media influencer, if you can call her that. <laughs> I use the term lightly. We've got Tana Mojo, who is a social media, I guess, influencer. She's really associated with telling stories. And she made her following on YouTube by telling outrageous stories that happened in her life. From an interest factor, it's a very engaging channel. And the manner in which she tells her stories are highly engaging. I was a bit of an avid viewer, um, just because she is quite humorous as well. Tana is associated as being a little wild. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. She, she's, she's a little bit out there. Um, ideally, as a human, she's problematic. But she's used this to her advantage. And that is her brand. Her brand 
is the fact that she's problematic. So there are conventions for creators that occur um, every year and there was a particular convention that decided they weren't going to bring her in. She, she had a bit of beef and back and forth with the convention people. Anyway, uh, she wasn't invited to their annual event. So she decided to protest against the convention by creating her own convention on the same weekend in the same city. So in 2018, she holds a rival convention called Tanacon. <laughs> yes, it sounds as tragic as the name indicates. Anyway, she allegedly organizes the event herself. Partially, there was some other idiot that helped her. Um, but the event is poorly set up. And so this other random idiot is some dude who legitimately looks like he's just gotten out of nappies. And he's he was apparently on a Segway the day of the event, like scooting around, <laughs> looking at all the crowds. And she, anyway, weirdo, right? Um, apparently had uh, managed events in the past, but there's no evidence of that. So I think this is his first crack at it. So... Tanacon promised these amazing appearances from very well-known names, uh, Bella Thorne being one and Shane Dawson being another. Free tickets to the event sold out in two minutes. I don't know how free tickets can sell out because they're free. Anyway, VIP tickets were available for $65. The VIP tickets promised a concert, gift bags, private signings and personal pictures. However... <laughs> apparently in the gift bags there were just stickers and a single condom <laughs> the meet and greets that were created were in fact locked down by numbers so regardless of your vip ticket you probably weren't going to see anyone unless you had lined up since the crack of dawn or even in some instances the day before so people actually camped overnight to be the first in the doors. Apparently the event could hold 5,000 people, but Tanner's Court saying 20,000 people showed up, which I don't think's true because when you look at the crowds, that's not 20,000 people. <laughs> anyway, people were left outside in the heat, lined up trying to get into the convention. People started to faint due to the heat and paramedics were called on site. Most people claimed they stood in the heat from four to six, in some instances even more hours. So the first day of the event, it's a shit show. It gets shut down in six hours. Apparently Tanner came out and addressed the people, letting them know day two would be sorted, everything will be fine, um, the convention will continue as planned. That didn't happen. No announcement was made. So people for day two showed up and were told once they got there that the event had been cancelled and to go home. This wouldn't be a problem if people were locals to the event. But people travelled all across the United States to attend this event, spending hundreds, even more, dollars on accommodation and travel. Apparently, Tanner arranged refunds for everyone who purchased the tickets. However, <laughs> it's not clear if anyone actually received a refund. I couldn't find evidence that anybody had. Many compare the TanaCon convention to Fire Festival. 
if you don't know what Fire Festival is, you have to go and watch the special um, on Netflix. It's honestly a shit show. So, in true form, Tanner releases an apology video followed by a multiple-part YouTube series hosted by Shane Dawson. Her apology video is like an hour something in length. She pulls out receipts. She basically passes the blame on to this random dude who um, apparently his production company was um, responsible for the majority of the planning. Anyway, doesn't matter. Apology video is released. Surprise, surprise, heavily scripted in parts, in other parts, Um, True to Tanner form, it was storytelling. There were tears. (laughs) Those highly necessary tears. So Tanner was cancelled. Everybody was up in arms about Tanner, the shitty event, (laughs) the shitty convention that (laughs) she planned. Um, And people, you know, started unsubscribing, started unfollowing, whatever. This did not last. (laughs) Let's take a look at Tanner's career now. She has since gone through a very public marriage to another very well-known YouTuber. She actually got a multiple-part MTV series. She's released an alcoholic beverage and she's thriving. (laughs) She's clearly, clearly thriving with lots of opportunities that she has embraced. So again, we see cancel culture working Or a great example of how it doesn't work. Let's talk about a TikToker, Sienna Mae Gomez. So Sienna's 18 years old and she's got a TikTok and she's got millions of followers. I don't know why she has such a large following. She seems to have a pretty typical channel. She's an attractive young girl. She does some dancing. She does some other stuff on her TikTok. It seems pretty cookie cutter for me. Anyway, in 2021, um, a male friend of hers, Jack, actually came out stating that she had sexually assaulted him. Apparently, she had inappropriately touched him without consent. He tried saying no, she wouldn't stop. Um, So, yeah, sexual assault situation. So Jack actually releases a multiple-part video statement to TikTok and other platforms, basically outlining the details of the event um, and talking about the inappropriateness and how, for men, a lot of the times, um, this isn't recognised and so forth. She apparently responds to the claims, denies it, and uh, goes off TikTok for roughly four months. She also turns off all of her comments on TikTok so she can't receive any messaging. I'm unsure what she did on her other socials. She's allegedly got a blog as well and she went and created this massive blog post explaining the situation from her perspective. Anyway, sexual assault, very serious and something that it's quite private, right? Shouldn't probably be dealt with in the eye of the public and would be quite embarrassing for this young man who's kind of dealing with this at the moment. So anyway, sexual assault, massive uproar. She was cancelled. People stopped following her um, and basically disengaged from her content. After this four-month period, she returns to social media, launches a swimwear brand, and goes back to life as normal. 
there were divided comments now that her comments are back on with some people set, you know, stating, well, obviously we've forgotten what happens. Um, but for the most part, we have forgotten what happened. We've moved on. She's taken that four months off. She's back on. She's got a huge following. I looked at one of her videos today with 3.2 million views of her just dancing. How cancelled is someone when they're getting that many views and hundreds of thousands of likes and comments of support? She's thriving. They're all thriving. So cancel culture is a thing and it affects many. I could go on and on all day about the people who've been cancelled. This will be a multiple part series. I am going to bring you more cancel culture content and we will examine the situations and we will try to get to the bottom of why the hell do we forgive and forget we do so so easily how do we move on so quickly forgetting what people have said and done and giving them back our trust and money as loyal subscribers to their content and the messaging they're putting out if cancel culture isn't really cancelling someone, what's a freaking point? Isn't this a waste of our time? If we intend on giving people numerous passes, how is cancel culture effective? The scenarios I've spoken about today are quite serious. And, you know, there's death in one, there's, you know, people getting injured and ill in another one and being sunburnt and burnt to a crisp. And then there's, you know, sexual assault. Very serious. But there is cancel culture based on, as I mentioned previously, homophobic and uh, racial slurs. And I want to talk about some of those in the future and we'll pull those up as examples. Two very different categories of cancel culture. But if we are cancelling people then forgiving and forgetting what they've done or said for the most serious of cases, i.e. the ones I've spoken about today, what's the fucking point? What's the point? There's no point. I am all for giving chances, right? I am. I truly am. I believe, you know, people make mistakes. The mistakes today, with the exception of Tanner, like, I mean, come on. The other two are a little bit more extreme. Tanner's problematic it, you know that's just typical I would not have expected anything anything less from her from an event perspective of course she was going to balls it up but if we keep so back to my point <laughs> I'm big on giving chances and giving a second chance but by the time we're giving a third fourth and fifth chance you're starting to question is this a problematic individual with their actions and words I think the point is, if we see these people continuing the behavior, then we should be permanently canceling them. Because this idea that we have so far of cancel culture seems quite immature and very short-sighted. And in a lot of instances, it's career boosting. It's like that old saying, you know, uh, there's no bad publicity. This is exactly the same situation. Exactly the same. Okay, so that's my thoughts so far on cancel culture. I'm going to come back with a few lighter cancel culture examples in the next couple of weeks. So you'll hear more on this topic and we will unpick it more as we go. Anyway, let's park it here. <laughs> and let's step away from cancel culture for now.
as with every episode, we end on a lighter note. I was, so if you remember in a prior episode, we talked about Ouija boards and I mentioned the tombstone or the gravestone of the inventor of the Ouija board and the fact that his gravestone is in fact uh, (laughs) a Ouija board. That got me thinking. I was thinking, are there any others that are truly bizarre or funny? So I googled. The answer to that question is absolutely. So I found 10. So let me just share these with you. So there was one of a lady that just had her name and the year she was born, the year she died. And it said, the only thing on the, the gravestone said, I told you I was sick. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I found another one that had the lady's name, Kay, whatever her surname was, and then it had Kay's fudge recipe. It had the ingredients for her fudge and then a step, then a legitimate 10 step preparation process for creating her fudge. Um, amazing. (laughs) It better be a good recipe if it's going to be there forever, right? Imagine if it's shit and people try it and they're like, oh, this is the worst fudge ever. Nice one, Kay. The third that I found was the guy that did Bugs Bunny's voice has That's All Folks on his tombstone. What? That's amazing. I love that. There was one of a lady and all it had was her name, birth and death dates and go away, I'm asleep. (laughs) I saw another one that was a seven-lined poem And each letter of the lines of the poem at the start spelt out, fuck you. So if you read it vertically, knowing that it took me a moment to work out which way that was, if you read that vertically, it actually just says, fuck you. (laughs) Um, There was another one that was just simply shit happens. There was another that said um, the lady's name (laughs) and the dates, obviously. And then um, it said... She always said her feet were killing her, but no one believed her. <laughs> These people must have a wicked sense of humor. Absolutely fucking wicked. But there was another one that said, Jesus called and Kim answered. And there's a picture of this old lady with glasses on holding like a home phone. <laughs> and like looking like she's talking on the phone. That's amazing. <laughs> There was one that said, I see dumb people, which I just thought was brilliant. And the final one was a tombstone that had no writing on it, but it was carved out to show four letters that read on a, um, like a, uh, a horizontal downslope and the words spell out dead, D-E-A-D. So I think, uh. There are some absolutely hilarious people out there. I would love to look more into this because some of these are just gold. So yeah, (laughs) there you go. 10 hilarious tombstone or gravestone captions. Well, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's episode kicking off our discussion on cancel culture. Truly fascinating. I think we are not 
truly holding our thoughts and beliefs and enforcing them, I think in a lot of instances we are cancelling someone momentarily and then just letting them kind of come back into the limelight, forgetting what they've done and then moving on. Join me next time when I dive into more on this social media side of things, but I want to take a look at online beef. So arguments, fights, that type of thing. There's a, there's a family at the moment in the spotlight, limelight, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I really want to dive into their situation and just how terrible it is and how I don't think any of them are thinking more longer term about the messaging that they're putting online and the fact that this is and will be forever available. Not only that, airing your private information publicly, something around that doesn't sit right with me. So join me next time as I talk about uh, social media beef or fights, arguments, whatever you want to call it. In the meantime, let's hang out on social media. You can hit me up at Aesthetic Vibes Pod. Drop me an email at aestheticvibespodcast.outlook.com. Visit my website, aestheticvibespodcast.com. That's probably it. All right. Until next time. Bye-bye.